Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the Focusing on Eyeballs Again edition. Here we go again. Yes. Here we go again, guys. Yes. Back in my eyeballs. Yeah, I, I, I had to. I had to. I, I understand. Stop. I understand. <laughs> it's yes. very us because it's very gross. Yes. Think about your eye and think about something in it. Yeah, and coming out of it. Yeah. So it's my new butt phase. <laughs> it's We've now moved the eyes. on. We've moved on from butts <laughs> to eyeballs question mark (laughs) it's the natural progression naturally yes (laughs) today is in betweeny 101 fish jaw in the eye okay (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah we're we're going deep with this phase (laughs) and uh tears may help diagnose diseases i Mm. see it i see it yeah it helps me diagnose when i am feeling um yes yes I'm like, oh, yeah, this, feel, I, I think mm. I feel strongly about something. Yes. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay. <laughs> That's why you're Dr. Riley. That's me. <laughs> so, it's me. Science. Do it. Uh, do it. <laughs> uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the currently not crying Marissa Riley. Not yet. <laughs> the night is young. It is. You never know. <laughs> could, I never know what could set me off anymore. <laughs> Uh, if this is if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today. Uh, but now that I know, yeah. I'm excited. I'm grossed out. Um, <laughs> and who knows? I might even cry. That's right. I probably won't. It's... I already cried it's today, a, it's so a, It's a... <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I came home and she was crying. It was okay though. It, it was, was like okay. happy, it was happy, tears. happy tears because I was texting a friend. <laughs> I like how that'll happen, and then like war will happen, and I can't cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's, else that's, going through through yes. weird uh, reactions. vacant reactions mm-hmm. to yes. things you should be crying at, and then <laughs> one person says "I miss you," and you're just like, "Oh God." Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really made fish eyeballs about me. Um, <laughs> anyways. You made it relatable. You made it relatable. Hey, See? look at that. See? Look at that. That's professionalism. I like it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> today is a fun one, my friends. Uh, in the first half of the show, we're going to talk about a day at the beach that goes wrong. Oh. Um, but, for <laughs> but for one very lucky man, he walked away with both eyes. And as you can tell... <laughs> on the show i think so and we've talked about cannibalism a lot <laughs> i honestly did not realize how dark that was until i said it out loud amazing, right now amazing <laughs> amazing someone put that on everything everything <laughs> everything put it on everything put it on a fridge <laughs> i'm okay i'm okay uh, uh tell so. me more <laughs> uh so as you can tell by the title of the show uh it's a bonkers story one in a million story, but don't you worry, it ends well. And then after the break, we've got more good news. Uh, tears are very telling, like Dr. Marissa said. Yeah. And soon doctors will be able to use them as a way to search for biomarkers of disease. That's so cool. Yeah, it's incredibly it's cool. It's going to be some really awkward like, <laughs> yes, doctor's appointments, yes. though. 
It's just going to be like... Uh, Everyone do crying. You, do you want to hear some bad news or do you just want to watch a Pixar film? How do you want to <laughs> get the sample out? Ew. God. Yeah, so teardrops may be a new non-invasive way for all kinds of... Uh, to test for all kinds of stuff. Thanks for developments. Thanks to developments in technology. I got it. I got it. Amazing. Said it. Amazing. Sweet amazing. Jesus. Also, it is invasive, just in a different way. <laughs> That's true. Emotionally, yes. Emotionally invasive. <laughs> uh, but before we get into emotionally invasive stuff, uh, we need to begin with our first story. And to begin, we need to grab a thong and pop into our time machine. Yes! <laughs> I love one of those things. <laughs> We're heading on over to another lifetime. 2015. Oh, I'd go to 2015. Mm. I don't know what happened that I, year. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, Does anyone I guess remember that year? <laughs> I oh, it was pre-Trump, so yes. so yeah, we didn't really have. Uh, we thought we had problems. <laughs> we thought we had. We problems. really thought we, we had thought problems. Were, we thought things were bad. Um, oh boy, yeah. if only we knew. <laughs> so, uh, and we just so happened to be sunbathing along the shores of the Red Sea. Oh my! And I know. For my fellow geographically challenged Americans, don't worry, I got you. If you're wondering where this is. Just please imagine Africa. I can do that. <laughs> right. Now point to the northeast corner. Okay. Okay, there is Egypt. Okay. And to the right of Egypt is our Red Sea. Amazing. And if you're curious who's on the opposite side of the Red Sea, we've got Saudi Arabia and Yemen. Wonderful. So, I have a very clear picture. Thank you. Yeah. So here uh, is the Red Sea, and it's actually a very long one. But unfortunately, the case study published in the September 2015 issue of the New England Journal of Medicine, it didn't really narrow down where along the shores we are. But we do know that a 52-year-old tourist was enjoying these waters and having a swim. Okay. Okay. Seems normal. Totally normal. Sure. The vacation... The vacation came and went, as they all do, but at the end of this particular vacation, our patient was experiencing some disturbing eye ailments. They always are on the show. <laughs> Dr. Marissa, I have a photo of what this man's left eye looked like oh, after no. a month after, yeah, like a month after the dip, okay? I like how, how we've touched on this a couple times where I'm like, why did they wait a month to get this checked out? And then I'm like, I haven't been to the dentist in 10 years. Yes, like, exactly. I, Exactly. I, I don't even want to know anymore. I yeah. think I'm just going to wing it for the rest of time. Uh, this guy, unfortunately, he couldn't wing it. Yeah, he after, really couldn't. After a month. Uh, would you like to see the photo? Yeah, I really okay. do. All right. And I all mean. photos we talk about today will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and have a look. Uh, what do you see here, Dr. Marissa? Oh. Yeah. This was not what I expected. Ah. Um, but it doesn't... It doesn't yeah. make me feel good. No. <laughs> okay, imagine there's a picture of someone's face, but just the eyes. Mm-hmm. But it's cropped down to just the eyes. Okay, so the eye on the left, super normal. It's a dude's eye and with an eyebrow and stuff. And on the right, his eye is about halfway open. Yeah. His other eye is fully, fully open. And... Uh, in that little crease uh, between the eyelid and uh, this, this, the brow bone, around, right around the brow bone is a uh, terminology that you use on makeup tutorials. Huh. Um, right, right above the, the iris is uh, what looks like a little black bruise. Yeah. Like a little 
mm-hmm. yeah, about the size of the iris too. And it's kind of like oval shaped bruise and it's darker in the middle. And you can tell that it's kind of a lump Yeah. because yeah. I think that's why he can't open his eye all the way. Yeah, it's definitely a very apparent swollen and droopy eyelid situation. Droopy, that's a great droopy word eyelid. for it. Yes, yeah. droopy eyelid issues. Now the fancy pants medical term for this is a granuloma. Oh, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Dr. Marissa, our resident eyeball expert. That's me. Uh, please tell us, according to the Mayo Clinic and HealthDirect.com, what exactly causes a granuloma? I would love to talk about it. <laughs> All right. A granuloma is a small area of inflammation. Typically, there are non-cancerous or benign and freak out. (laughs) Typically, they are non-cancerous or benign and frequently occur in the lungs, but can occur in in other parts of the body and head as well. Full disclosure, I spent the weekend at the beach as well, so I forgot how to read. Um... (laughs) Continuing this uh, quote, granulomas form when immune cells clump together and create tiny nodules at the site of the infection or inflammation. Uh, a granu- a granule, I already forgot how to say the word, granuloma Nailed it. is the body's way to contain an area of bacterial, viral, or fungal infection so it can try to keep it from spreading, end quote. I kind of love that. It's just like, you know what? Let's just, it's like when you have a bunch of laundry. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Let's just put it all in one place and then worry about it later. Later. Yes, exactly. It's a pile. Yeah, granuloma is just a pile of laundry uh, in your face. (laughs) Also an infection. Also an infection, so... Uh, yes, my friends, there is something in our patient's eyelid causing not only inflammation, but that droopiness yeah. as well, which means it's something solid and it's immobilizing the muscles responsible for moving the eyelid and eyeball upward. Oh, mm, which means, no. you guessed it, we got to go in there and find out what's causing it. We really do. Yeah, that's right. We so, really do. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry Jill sorry. just flipped to the next picture too soon. I'm so sorry. And... <laughs> Boy, howdy, we've got we've got something ahead of us. Something's yes. about to happen, you guys. Yes, something is about to happen. The incredibly named Dr. Wolf, Dr. Wolf Legrese oh. of the Department of Ophthalmology at Albert Ludwig's University in Germany. Oh my god, they all no. sound like vampires. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Dr. Wolf operated on our patient and was, quote, absolutely surprised upon finding these foreign structures. Oh my god. Uh you were already horrified, so let me just show you the photo, yes, which yes. will also be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and take a look at what Dr. Wolf pulled out of this guy's eyelid. Oh, my God. Yeah. All oh, right. yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at a close-up uh, of a damn eyelid, and uh, I've never seen an eyelid open. like this. It's open. open. It's open, and uh, there's a cut in it. This is the top eyelid? Yeah. Oh like, my god, this is all Yeah. Oh god. I know, isn't it intense? This is this is really confronting. Um <laughs> and there's like an incision, but it's not just like a cut, it's like a a cut the shape of a triangle. And out of it, um, they are pulling yeah. some sort of lump, and I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. 
Well, it's actually, these are the tongs. This is what they pulled out. Oh, yeah. You thought those were the medical instruments? That's not, no. That's the thing. Those are the things he pulled out of his eye. So here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing, you guys. I thought it's two tweezers holding these two sort of like almost transparent or white sticks. Yeah. Like the size of toothpicks, but they're flat and they are pulling them out of his damn eye and they are the length of the eyelid. Exactly. That's they exactly are, right. If not longer, it looks like there's more to go. Yes, yes. I am exactly. not describing this well at all. If I, a trigger warning, it's like, it's very bloody, but like, take a look at this picture if you're really curious yeah. and you feel comfortable with that. Exactly. Yeah, my friends, imagine, like Dr. Marissa said, the length of your eyelid, picture it in your head, either one of them. Now yeah. imagine not one, but two clear thin tubular structures just speared into it. And he's, that's just what I mean. He's lucky as fuck his eye was spared. Yeah. You know, I How mean. How the fuck did those get yeah, in there? Exactly. And stay in there. Because on the other side, I see the picture, the before picture of just kind of what looks like a tiny bruise. And I'm like, how are those in there? Exactly. Exactly. Oh my this guy God. Is fucking lucky. So, what the hell is this? Well, Dr. Wolf had a hankering that these were fish bones, <sighs> but it wasn't confirmed until after the patient came to and recalled, oh, that's right, I collided with a school of fish while on vacation. Oh my God! <laughs> that's right. Oh my God! You forgot about that? Oh, uh, yeah! I got a fish in my eye. I got a bunch of fish in my eye. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my friends, out of all the fish in all the world to collide with two, this man bumped into the pointiest one, and I'm not fucking kidding. Okay. May I introduce to you the halfbeak, a tiny, teeny fish found in the shallow coastal waters of South Asia. Now, before we get into more details about our aquatic friend, uh, Dr. Marissa, I want to show you a photo of yes. the halfbeak. Yes, please. Thank <laughs> God. I was about to, like, secretly, like off mic be like you're gonna show me this damn picture right <laughs> yeah i uh, i have to show it to you please tell us what why you think they gave it that name or just describe it as you see whatever you whatever you choose okay, okay so okay. this is the half beak all <laughs> <laughs> oh, right of all the fucking fish of all the fish okay all right <laughs> listeners flock if you will imagine just a, a silver fish. Not like a silver fish like the bug, but a fish that is silver. Okay, you see it? Yep. Small. Mm -hmm. Now imagine protruding from that fish's face is a big pointy thing. That's right. Just a long pointy thing. Yeah. Like a... Yeah. Yeah, a, basically a stick. It's like a fish with a stick coming out of its face. That's right. And this guy swam into them and was... I know. It got them in his eye. Got it in his fucking eye. Like the at worst. the day at the beach. God. Yes, my friends, the bottom jaw of this fish protrudes like a dagger, or you can say half of its mouth protrudes like a beak. Yeah. I like to imagine it as a huge ass swordfish shrunk down to a mere two or three inches. It is. Yeah, right? It's a baby swordfish. It's a baby, baby fish. swordfish. Yeah. Oh, now, I love it. According to badmanstropicalfish.com. The best website in the damn world. Wow, I yes. need some merch from that site. <laughs> Please 
please sponsor us. Yes, please do. Uh, according to this website, their colors range from glittering silver to a pleasant tan all the way to a sedate brown. Uh, most, however... <laughs> Pause! <Yes>. Pause! <laughs> I've never heard anyone try to glamorize tan and brown. Wow. They, they worked hard. Pleasant tan and sedate brown. The colors of poop <laughs> and, and khaki have been made pleasant and sedate. I'm sorry. All right, continue. I'll stop. You heard it here. Interrupting. Uh, so most fish, however, are silver with a dash of green or blue. Quote, while there is some variation in males, on average... Uh, males are smaller than their female counterparts. The males measure somewhere between 5.5 centimeters or 2 inches, while the females can grow up to 7 centimeters or 3 inches long. Fuck yeah. There you go. It's slightly larger. Yeah. So, Dr. Marissa, please tell us from this surprisingly informative website, uh, not only are they pointy, but what else about them makes them dangerous, even if they don't mean to be? Oh my God, I would yeah. love to talk about it. All right, quote, <laughs> sorry, that computer just made the loudest noise. I was <laughs> I so why. excited I had to <laughs> she-hulk it as close <laughs> to me as possible. All right, quote, half-beak fishes are generally a peaceful bunch. However, they can be excitable. They can. Aww. They are easily stressed and can be triggered even by uh, switching on a light. How relatable. I know. Same. <laughs> When stressed and rushing around a tank, they are liable to injuring their beaks. End quote. Right. They're clumsy. They're clumsy. <laughs> oh my God. Can everyone relate to that when you're stressed and you bump into the dresser 80 yeah. times? <laughs> oh. Oh my God. This What's computer. <laughs> we need to clean this table. We need to clean this table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just. Just the finest, uh, most professional website uh, podcast here. Yes, Sorry. totally awesome office we have. <laughs> uh, so there you have it, my friends. Uh, these little guys are pointy and skittish. Aww. And this tourist accidentally swam into a school of them. I mean, what the hell are the odds? And my friends, what are the odds that those bones didn't end up in his eye? So uh -huh. I actually gave the phrase, what are the odds of swimming into a school of fish, a Google, Amazing. and really nothing came up except for the odds of a shark attack, which is, by the way, one in four million. It's really hard to get in a shark attack. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So, yeah. and I assume the odds of something like this, of, of what we just talked about, is probably, probably even less, yeah. I would assume. I mean, Jesus. But luckily, just three months after surgery, uh, the dude was completely recovered and was able to move his eye and eyelid normally, uh, as noted in the case report. So, ended well. That's pretty good. And ended he probably well. got a really awesome party story oh, yeah. from it. I hope he got to keep the bones. That would be great. Make a necklace. Oh, yeah. I was going to say shadow box, but oh, necklace is box. so much more metal. <laughs> oh my God. I would wear them everywhere. It's and right. I would just be like, and, and no one would bring it up like I'd want it to. So I'd just be like, you want to know what my necklace is about? Let me tell you. Finger guns. Finger guns. <laughs> so after the break, Let's stick with tears of pain or yeah. really any, any tears, <laughs> <Sure>. really. <laughs> uh, and how it all may help in the future. I love it. Stay tuned. Please do. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan. 
but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. Jill Chacha here from Well, That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. <laughs> We're so back, and my friends, that crunching sound you heard before was a sand. Sand? <laughs> sand from my suitcase, sand from my hair. That's right. Sand from my swimsuit. It will never go away. Yeah, it was uh, all over the table, and <laughs> that's what that noise was. Yep, yep, and now it's all over the floor. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we'll clean that up later. Um, so, so my friends... Also, the stuff that comes out of your face may yeah. save your life sometime in the not-too-distant future. Oh, please. By the way. Yes. Of course, we're talking about tears, and believe it or not, tears have been overlooked by the scientific community in terms of fluids that could help detect diseases in the body. Really? Yeah, think about it. Even for a simple checkup, I bet you've peed into a cup or had blood drawn to perform tests. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've taken every other liquid, I feel go. like, at this point. Yeah, I bet you've never had some tear samples taken. Never. Well, researchers from Wenzhou Medical University in China want to change all of that. Their research, published this past July in the journal ACS Nano, details a new system that collects and analyzes what's called exosomes from tears. That's the coolest word I've ever heard. I need to know more. Now, what the fuck is an exosome? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. First, you should know that they are teeny, absolutely teeny, tiny, typically 30 to 150 nanometers in diameter, which is basically smaller than most bacteria. That's saying a lot. Bacteria is pretty tiny. It is. And they're so damn tiny because they're released 
by cells in the body. So just imagine a cell pooping something out that looks like a tinier blob. That's so small. It's so small. Cells are so small. Cell poop, I can't even imagine. That's right. It's teeny poop. That is teeny poop. And that's my description. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Dr. Marissa, please tell us, as so adorably explained by Tom Hale of IFL Science, what are they and what exactly do they do? I would absolutely love to. <laughs> please enjoy not the sound of sand scraping across the table as I grab the computer. All right, quote, think of them as minuscule bubbles that can transport useful things such as nucleic acids, proteins, lipids, and metabolites. Metabolites. Okay. deeper look at the contents of an exosome, you can gain all kinds of insights into the health of a person. The presence of a particular protein in an exosome, for instance, could be a clue that the person has a particular disease. End quote. (laughs) I'm just like, so many things right now. (laughs) I love this. And I'm also sad it's not pronounced metabolites. <laughs> that sounds like Do a you. cigarette. <laughs> I can see the box now. Metabolites. <laughs> uh, that's right, my friends. Um, tears contain cells and they also contain exosomes. <coughs> By running these exosomes through that brand new system researchers have created, uh, what's called the Tear Exosomes Analysis via Rapid Isolation System, or ITIRS for short. Oh. It's able to test for and detect all kinds of shit. Cool. Quote, the team was able to successfully distinguish between healthy people and patients with various types of dry eye disease based on over 400 different types of proteins found in Tears' exosomes. It's cool as hell. Yeah. They were also able to do the same with people with diabetic uh, retinopathy, by looking for the presence of certain bits of genetic material or microRNAs in the exosome. Uh, Diabetic retinopathy is, by the way, a complication of diabetes that involves damage to the back of the eye, end quote, from IFL Science. That's so cool. It's kind of like reading someone else's mail. You can learn so much about them. Except that someone else is your body's cells. Yeah, there you go. That's so cute. So... How cool is it that they were able to detect complications from diabetes? So fucking cool. And Dr. Marissa, how long do you think this eye-tier analysis slash test took? Ten minutes. That's actually pretty goddamn close. Is it really? Yeah. One hour? Uh, five minutes. Oh! They were able to determine all that in five goddamn minutes. Oh my god, this reminds yeah. me of... um. 
The woman who would like who who wanted like a nanometer of blood or yes. whatever. Oh, the con artist. Uh, the con artist. Yeah. Except this sounds real. It's um, this, yeah. But I'm also <laughs> easily suggestible, so <laughs> we can find out from your tears. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> from your metabolites. <laughs> metabolites. <laughs> No, but really, this I, I, this sounds like science. Yes, it's, uh, it's real science, hundred percent real. Yep. <laughs> uh, and my friends, this is just the beginning of this new technology. It's gonna get better. Amazing. So, Dr. Marissa, let's dream big. What do researchers believe will come of this here tear testing? Oh my God, I would love to talk about it. All right, quote, they, they. <laughs> I can read. You got this. Okay. They're confident, I did it, that the system has the potential to use tears to diagnose conditions that don't even directly affect the eye, including neurodegenerative diseases and cancer. We already know that certain biomarkers in tears are a solid indication that a patient may be experiencing breast cancer. Oh my God, that's so cool. With a few tweaks and a bit of fine tuning, the researchers on the Eye Tears Project say a person could theoretically take a trip to the doctor, shed a tear, and know whether they are in the early stages of the disease within minutes from end quote from Tom Hale. That is the coolest thing I've yeah. ever heard. So neat. That's so, and it doesn't hurt. And it's not a grift. It's <laughs> crossing my fingers. Yeah. It's not a grift and there isn't going to be a six part <laughs> series about it in 10 years on Hulu oh, or whatever. Sweet Lord. But it sounds awesome. I really like it. Yeah, that's right. Tears of panic may in moments turn to tears of relief uh, or the other way around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Thanks to some innovative and downright science fiction-y technology. Yeah. And you know what? I am into it. It beats peeing in a cup. Yeah, that's a weird feeling. Yeah, it's weird. It's surprisingly hard yeah. when, you're, when you have a uh, mm-hmm. vagina, yeah. vagina urethra there you go. situation. Did <laughs> the I nail end, that? Yes. The end. Okay. <laughs> Ending on vagina urethra situation. Here we go. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends about uh, the fish jaw and the eye. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And metabolites. Metabolites and metabolites. Metabolites. (laughs) There we go. Tell them about the future of tears. Uh, Yeah. Tell them about vaginas and urethras. Please. (laughs) Tell me about it. I'm still figuring that one out. <laughs> Where does it come from? I know the whole thing. I looked it up recently. <laughs> and please stay interesting. Please do. <laughs>